phone. Hey. I'm that paranoid. No, it makes sense. That's a good good con- a good policy to have. Uh, that's what Mark Maron does. Mark Maron records straight to a uh, computer, but then it also goes, because uh, his goes into a soundboard, and then it goes out to a Zoom recorder just to always uh, have a backup. It's just scary. It hurt. It really hurt. Because that basically meant I just did three massages for fucking nothing. Yeah, I think that's a good point, too. So, okay, stupid disclaimer. The views and opinions are not those of this establishment. Also, this establishment, including me, assume no responsibility or liability for any loss or damage suffered by any person as a result of the massage or this establishment. (laughs) 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 Okay, that part is done. I consent. Thank you. Oh, look at it. It's consensual. Okay, so on the table today, I have... Do you want to introduce yourself? Andrew Rose. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. That was a deep pop. Did you feel that? My back. Yeah, well, no, I didn't. I had no idea that my back popped like that. All right. I forgot. <laughs> You're a smart ass. Okay. Just a little bit. I got it. Okay. So, when was the last time you had a massage? Um, August 30th. That is weird that you know the date. Do you remember the time? Uh, probably, I think it was right around, I don't know, 11 to noon, I believe. Okay. The reason I know that is because it was, uh, I, I did a, a going away show uh, right before I moved out here. And uh, I remember the day of the going away show when I had a massage before the show. Because I was like, I'm going to do this show as relaxed as possible. Okay. So, now it makes it less weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, we'll take that. Like, I'll accept. And also, you are not going to hurt my feelings. So if anything's mm-hmm. too light, not hard enough, just tell me. I've been no. doing this for so long. You're good. Whatever. So anywhere that you, like, focused on focusing on the most? Uh, I'll say focus on it, but, like, usually my, uh, what is it, like, right around my shoulders, apparently. Okay. Uh, that's where I carry my stress, I guess. I don't know, like, the... One lady that did it back home, she there was like she worked on one spot in my shoulder. It seemed like for like fifteen of my hour, and I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> and she was like, "It took so long for that damn thing to drop." And I was like, "Okay, sure, I know what that means." <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I got it. Oh well, yeah, I like what you say. So yeah. All right. So when? How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, f- five and a half years. That'll be six uh, July twelfth, I believe. Six years, July twelfth. Okay, and where did you start? Oklahoma City at the Looney Bin in Oklahoma City. Okay. A and comedy club. And you moved out here in August? Uh, September. I left, I did my going away show the 30th, which was a Wednesday, and then um, I uh, left a week to the day after that, and then I was in Vegas for two weeks, and then came out here. Okay. We can, maybe it was like nine days, something I'm- like that. Trying to hold off a sneeze, like, really bad right now. Which Go is for why it. Just only... don't sneeze on me. Uh, I've never sneezed on anyone in here, but I have been sneezed on, and I've been drooled <laughs> on. How do you get drooled on unless you're, like, under the face hole? Well, my feet. Oh, okay. I'm, and... I'm, uh, for whatever reason, I'm thinking you get drooled on your, like, head or something. <laughs> Yeah, that was a different massage. <laughs> That's the one I make more money on. Oh, uh, okay. The one that you can't record, I understand. <laughs> but the first time it happened, I was like, why is my foot getting wet? 
and then it just kind of dawned on me because like my brain pretty much froze like what what's happening I don't understand the world is going crazy right now and I'm like oh my god that's drool there's fucking drool on my foot right now <laughs> that's funny it's so gross Ugh. so now you're doing comedy like is that what you strictly do or do you have another job no I have a day job still I'm not uh, I'm not uh, completely comedy yet that's that's kind of my goal within the next couple of years to try and just be uh, dependent upon comedy okay so I uh, you were there the day of my Kill Tony episode don't you remember what I do for work come I on I don't <laughs> it? no I'm joking around. Uh, I am a cook oh I do remember at Wahlburgers okay. there we go yeah <laughs> I knew that it's uh, you know what today's my day off so no yeah and I've been ghostwriting because I'm way behind in this fucking book. It's supposed to be done next week, and I need like thirty thousand more words. I was going to the dictionary. It's got a lot of words in it. Oh my god! I'm kind of fucked on that one. I was like, shit. But John goes out to sea on Monday, and he's gonna be gone for like a week. So I'm like, okay, I'll just knock it out while he's gone. Oh, that's cool. Which means no kill Tony on Monday. Oh. I know. I like always, like, because I go and do the podcast, and then I jump away from the, the podcast that I record uh, upstairs, and then I jump away to go sign up for oh, the open mic, for Potluck and Kill Tony, and then I we wrap up the podcast about 30 minutes later, and then I come and join you and Alice at the front door, and we hang out and chat and laugh, and then we go to the show. And now I'm not going to get to do that on Monday, and I'm pretty sad. I am too. Cassandra is too. She's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I'm going to be single mom. She's like, well, you leave them all the time anyway. And I'm like, ouch. Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't mean it that way. But That's funny. But another, my middle son has his Lego robotics banquet on Monday. That's kind of cool. But yeah, and it ends at 7. I mean, so there, I could get there, but I don't, I'd have to shower. and uh, So... And it's in the belly room on Monday, too, so I'm kind of... They're not doing it in the main room? No. No, they're doing a film in the main room. Yeah. And Tony just announced it. He was like, yeah, it's going to be in the belly room. So I'm going, okay, because then you get stuck in that green room. Oh, is that where all the comics would hang out? Yeah. And the green room... Oh, my God. I got stuck in that green room once when they were still doing it in the belly room before it even got to the main room. Mm -hmm. And there's this homeless man who does comedy named i don't know his name what's he look like he he always carries this walking stick and he wears this like indiana jones uh, i haven't seen him hat. i haven't seen him in a long time but he was talking to me and he had the worst fucking breath <laughs> to the point where i kind of was like getting mad i was like don't you should not be talking to me right now until you get a breath mint this isn't right that's funny. So I kind of avoid the green room now because that was awful and it was hot in there. It's always hot back there. <sighs> they need a window so they can put an AC unit in there. Yeah, but then somebody would try and jump through it. Valid argument. Because <laughs> all of us comics are sane. <laughs> ah. No, that was, you got on the same episode that Alice Rose got on. Yes, the Rose Bunch. I was so proud of you guys. We did. I actually put her name on the list because she was running late. Oh, that's cool. 
And it was funny because I, when he pulled the name out, I saw a purple pen and I always sign in purple. Mm-hmm. And I whispered to John, I'm like, it's either going to be me or Alice. And then it was Alice. That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, not in a bad way. I just, I didn't know how funny she was. I've never seen her do stand up before. Like, and she, like, she killed that set. That was yeah, fantastic. Like, and the funny thing is, I've, uh, it's been that way with a lot of people because, like, I'm out at a lot of, I'm usually at the store a lot. Uh huh. But the reason I was at the store a lot is because I wanted my face to get recognized and I wanted to kind of ingratiate myself with the door guys because I wanted to be a door guy. Yeah. I still kind of do. Um, and, uh, they were always like, just get in good with the door guys, and, you know, it helps. It's not going to get you there, but it's it helps. And uh, there's a knot there, isn't there? There is a big knot right yeah, there. Yeah, I told you. And uh, I, uh, what was I saying? So, yeah, and then I'm always there, and, I, like, I hang out with all the comics, and a lot of people know me, but then nobody knows if I'm funny or not because they really haven't seen me at that many mics. They've seen me at, like, maybe four or five. I have not been to as many mics as I need to since I've been out here. It's rough. It's a rough mic, I don't know, like, environment, I guess, because all of them are comics. The reason I like Comedy Chow, and I've said this before, is because they bark for, like, two hours before the show, and you actually get real people, it, which is awesome. Son of a bitch, that knot is d- insane. It, <laughs> it's deep. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, no, it's, like, I don't know. And, like, I bet on shows. But the other thing, too, is, like, it's a weird thing because, like, I feel like I'm not making any headway here. But this month and then the next two months, like, out of all, out of three months, I will have five weeks on the road. Okay. So, like, I'm not making any headway here, but I'm still getting on the road and working and getting paid. So it's, like... Is it good? Is it bad? You know what I mean? It's a, it's a weird catch-22. Right. And I don't know. I've kind of learned that it's just, it's you. Because everybody's got their different, I don't know, it sounds cliche, but everybody's kind of got their j- different journey and different way that they get there. Yeah. So. Perfect example. And I love him. He is fantastic. I was actually there when he got passed at Flappers. Um, and, uh. And this is why I kind of hate social media. Nothing against him. But uh, Malcolm, he is blowing the hell up, and it is awesome to watch. It is very awesome. I love watching. But, like you know, he got uh, signed to CAA. I don't know if you saw that on his thing the other no, day. No, I didn't. Yeah, he got signed, and they like his uh, agent or whatever bought him like a pair of Jordans, which is like awesome, and I'm so happy for him. But then there's still a part of me that's like, why not me? It's bullshit. Know. What's going on? And, you know, I don't want that to be in my brain, but it just... It occupies a part of my brain, but then I flip back to it, and I go, that dude's never not on stage. That's true. You know, and I'm like, okay, that's why. He's always out. He always goes out and does stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I I love the dude. Every time he posts something like that, I'm like, damn it, dude. Like, that's fantastic, man. Like, it's going to be, because it's going to be fun to see what happens, because I don't know if he's going to be an actor, if he's just going to start doing stand-up on the road more or what, but it's just going to be interesting to kind of see where his career takes him. No, it is. And see... Um, Kathy Griffin, Griffin, whatever her name is. Yeah, that lady. She had a friend, and she was like, oh, you're really funny, you're really funny. You should come with me. And I'm probably fucking this story up so hard right now. So this (laughs) is just Joy's version of this story. And she was like, come with me. And they did a comedy contest. 
and Kathy had been doing it for years and this chick was like brand new and this chick won and she got signed and then Kathy's like well fuck maybe I shouldn't have told her about it uh-huh. and she called her sister and she's like I'm super jealous this is fucked up and I wish I wouldn't have told her about it and she's all but I hate that I feel that way because she's also my friend right and her sister's like listen when that shit happens complain to one person tell this one person all of that and then never think of it again because and then it, she said something like cliche which I guess is my new word today I don't know why <laughs> and um John one like for two months he kept saying in a hole like in a hole or as a hole or whatever as a hole I'm like dude and he's like I don't know it just stuck with me that's my new word right now for like two months but um she's like your candle can shine without you having to blow out somebody else's candle yeah so whatever but um it's funny because Malcolm's been mentioned a lot in the podcast that I've been doing because he's kind of at the forefront of everything right now yeah and he's kind of like all of us are like oh my god I want to do that yeah I mean just like for me when I started writing books E.L. James fucking was writing her books on Wattpad and a publisher was like oh and now she has movies and now she's a billionaire and fucking good for her but there's hey, also times real quick like, real quick just yeah. to be careful i got a pacemaker so okay you just be careful okay <laughs> not that you were going to but yeah no i'm just gonna grab it i'm gonna change the pace of your heart i'll be uh not ha- not a, i don't I'm, i can't even be funny right now i'm trying <laughs> uh, no you have to uh, damn. Uh, fu- ha ha. Be funny. <laughs> Speaking of hearts, though, um, my father-in-law is one of the youngest people to have, and like he was eight, and my father-in-law's sixty-something now. Mm-hmm. He's one of the youngest kids to have open-heart surgery. That's insane. Uh huh. He has a huge scar down his chest. Yeah, I had open heart when I was sixteen. wasn't young. I wasn't super young, but. Still kind of young. Your poor mom. I guess. I don't, I mean, I'm assuming. I guess. I, I'm not a parent, so, I mean, you can uh, empathize with her. I really can't. I mean. But that's, going back to Malcolm, is me, I think I see it differently because I, I really want to make it in comedy. I write all the time, and I try really hard but not as hard as other comics because other comics are doing it five days a week. I'm doing it maybe two or three days a week because yeah. I also have to do the kid shit. Yeah, you gotta be a parent. So I, I don't know. Like, I don't think I'm gonna make it. <laughs> well, here's another thing that I've realized some people are just funnier. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. It just, they are. Like, who was it? Um, I just since we're on the Kill Tony track a little bit, um, back when, uh, what's his name, uh, Big J and uh, Louis uh, J. Gomez were mm-hmm. on it, um, Lewis said something to one of the guys. He was like, the reason most people get into comedy is because someone says, hey, you're funny, you should try this. Uh-huh. That wasn't the case with me. That wasn't the case with me either. You know what I mean? Like, I never, no one ever said, hey, you're funny. Like, I was just... I listened to so much comedy. My, my, I always joke about it. My iPod was probably forty percent music and sixty percent comedy because I just listened to it so much in high school. And 
so I would always take the stuff that like I would listen. I was I was a joke thief back in high school. Yeah, <laughs> I would just take the jokes and like implement them into conversations because it was there were comedians that no one really listened to at uh-huh. the time. Um, and then one day my friend just said, "Hey, we should try this." And then I did, and he didn't because he sucks. And uh, <laughs> but you know, so I I, I kind of did it, and I was like, "Oh, I can do this," and uh-huh. and, and I want to, but I was I I was never. You know, I have a feeling that uh, kind of, you know, going back to Malcolm again, it's just he's just a silly dude all the time. So uh-huh. it just it translates the stage really well to where other people like me, for instance, like I'm not funny just on the fly. If I know you, I can be funny because I know what I can play at. OK, see, I I think because I've done this so long that I mean, I'm in here and I get six, seven naked bodies a day. Mm-hmm. And we talk because I am not professional and I'm not going to let you sleep because fuck that shit. That's boring as hell when somebody falls asleep and I'm still massaging them. And um, yeah, I'm just sticking my elbow in you. And so, like, I we would be cracking up. And I've always been, I don't know, I don't want to sit, I don't know, that's weird talking good about me. I don't like that. I'm not used to it. But I can always come up with things off the fly. That's why I'm the writer, I think. Mm-hmm. So I always wonder, like, maybe I should just be the writer and not the entertainer. Right. So I don't know. And I've, I've talked to people, and, like, what I've said for a long time is I just like to be a part of stuff. Yes. Like, kind of like this. I just, you know, we, uh, I didn't know you did it, and then I asked if I could be a part of it. I just kind of like to be a part of stuff. Um, I uh offered to help uh, Jessica with her podcast because I want to be a part of something. Uh, you know, I helped the World Series of Comedy for two years and was on the road with them because I like being a part of stuff. So, like, I feel like as long as, as much as I want to be a comic, because I think I've still, I mean, I, you know, I've done it for five years and, like, not that getting paid is whatever, but I have gotten paid to do comedy. Like, I've sent in video, and they're like, yeah, you're funny enough to come work. And I've worked, so, I mean, that means something. Like, mm-hmm. I can do it. And uh, so, like, I always have that, but, you know, part of my brain always goes, maybe I just need to be a part of comedy and not be in comedy. Like, I've always wanted to open a comedy club back in Oklahoma That's, because yeah. we have one, but I think I could do it better. So... I want to try and do that, and I'd still be a part of comedy, but I wouldn't be in comedy. But I think you are selling yourself short because you really do have fantastic stage presence when you're on stage. Oh, thank you. And you have you have a cadence that is all your own. Oh, thank like, you. you know how... Okay, so when Malcolm first got up, mm-hmm. John whispered in my ear, and he's like, he's Mike Epps' character... Day Day and Friday. Oh, that's fucking funny. John's like, that's exact. He's like, Day Day stepped out of the TV right. and he became Malcolm Hatchet. That's funny. And you know how, like, you can look at comics and you can see where they're getting certain things. Like, Sebastian, you know, is Andrew Dice Clay. And there's just certain things you see that you're like, oh, you can tell who their influences are. Mm-hmm. You, I can't find it. Like, you have a cadence, you have a voice that is all your own. Well, that's sweet of you. Thank you. And I mean, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. No, no, no. I appreciate that. And because I do, like you said, I watch, we watch comedy so fucking much. We are at the store all the time as soon as the kids go to bed because I'm a great mom. 
and John's a fantastic dad. So um, we ditch our kids all the time, and I just watch. And like I like to figure out punchlines. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to think of tag because I'm weird too. I'm like I like to think of better tags because I'm like oh, or at least tags that would work better for me. So you mean for like other comics, uh-huh. but like oh yeah. And I was telling somebody else too. My favorite thing is when I can't get when I can't guess a comic's punchline. Mm-hmm. I'm like fuck. Like when they surprise me. It makes me so happy because I'm like, oh, you got me. Right. I'm the same way. Because, well, that's when it's still funny. Because uh, when did you start doing comedy? Um, it's weird because I did it the first time when I was 32. I'm 36 now. I'm fucking old. And, um, but then I took like two years off. And then I had a friend who was like, you need to do stand-up. And he got me in touch with his stand-up comedy coach, and I started taking classes from him. Who's your coach? Uh, Tom Clark. Okay. I did Comedy 101 and 102 with him. Cool. And then even then, I would maybe, maybe get on stage once every two or three months. Right. The, uh, fuck, what was my reasoning for asking you this? What were we talking about? Comedy. Oh, yeah. This is what I was going to say. Uh... Does part of you wish you could go back and never have done comedy so that you can still enjoy comedy? No, because honestly, I I haven't got to that point where I don't enjoy it. Well, no, 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 no. Let me phrase that. Not not enjoy it, but enjoy it as a fan as opposed to as a contemporary. No, because I've always been that type of person that will take things apart in my head. Like, my head never stops. I mean, that's why I think I write books. Because poor John, he's like... He's afraid to ask me what's next because I will always have an answer. Right. You know, because I was like, when he went away to Portland, Oregon for eight months, I was alone with the kids, Mm -hmm. and that's when I started writing books. Oh, that's awesome. Because I'm like, I'm husbandless, what the fuck. Got to do something. Yeah. And then I was like, I want to do comedy. And then I was like, I'm going to start ghostwriting. And then I'm like, I'm going to do author signings. And then (laughs) I'm going to start a podcast. So I'm always constantly like, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? So I I still enjoy, like, everything, which is super weird. And I love supporting people. That's awesome. Like, we go good there. good quality to have. Yeah, I hope. And I hope, and that's, an, we were really worried that people were going to start seeing us as Palmers. Even though we've never asked for anything, I don't want anyone to think that I'm trying to get something from them. Now, I'm not going to lie. If they're like, hey, Joy, you're funny. We want you to open for us. I'm going to be like, fuck yes. Thank you very much. Can I have another? That's kind of how the game works. Right. But I also don't want them to think like, oh, this chick is only hanging around and she's only being nice because she wants something because that's not. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, that's it's kind of like I've seen some of the door guys just because some of the... uh the regulars have been there and then they know that they're going on the road and some brothers being, hey, can I open for you and so-and-so? And, you know, sometimes they're like, yeah, and then sometimes they're like, actually, I can't, I've got someone open for me, but next time I'm in, you know, San Francisco, hit me up because, uh, I, you know, I it's a great thing and you'll have fun or whatever. So, like, even asking is whatever. And that, that okay, that kind of will parlay into my, uh, my favorite thing to talk about, which is ask the question. Like, as the se- if you you always check out my random facts of the day. Uh-huh. I know you don't read all my hashtags because they're fucking stupid. I scan them. Okay, well, the top four or five are the only ones that ever change. Everything else is the exact same. Okay. Uh, because yeah, that's... the I need attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, all that shit. Um, uh, but the the last one I always do is hashtag hashtag because. I thought it was funny, and I never changed it. <laughs> and then the other one was uh, hashtag is ask the question because I just 
it's just a philosophy that I've lived with for a couple years, and it's like no matter what the answer is, just ask because you're always going to be better knowing, even if it's not what you wanted to hear, you're going to be happier knowing. That's really hard for me. Why is that? I don't. One, I don't have enough confidence. I okay when I talk in my head mm-hmm. all the time is you're annoying them. Shut up. Shut up. You're annoying them. They want you to stop talking so they can walk away. <laughs> like, constantly, that's what I'm thinking. And Emily has been really trying to get me out of that. She's the one that actually asked Tony to be on my podcast. And she went up to, she's like, go ask Tony, go ask Tony. I'm like, I can't. Like, I physically, my body will not let me do it. I can fold my tongue in half. And so my top of my tongue can lay on the back of my tongue. <laughs> And I think that's because I'm so afraid to ask that my tongue will literally fold itself on top of each other. It's like, no. I got you. So Emily went up to Tony and she's like, Joy's a pussy. And I'm like, oh, uh, thank you for that. But it is true. She's doing a podcast. My friend thinks you're cute. You want to go out with her? (laughs) She's right there (laughs) staring at us intently. That's funny. And then Tony came up to me and he's like, Joy. You've got to ask. He's like, this is a fucking great idea. And he's like, of course I'll be on your podcast. And then he's like, you can come over to my house. And, you know, and then I was asking Charlotte, his wife, and Mm -hmm. she was like, okay. And he was like, he told me to watch the Gary Shandling documentary. Oh, I still need to, yeah. So I started it, and it made me cry. And uh, so fuck you, Tony, for making me cry. (laughs) But it's so good. But Gary Shandling was like, I'm going to ask. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Like, he just constantly went for it. Yeah. And he was like, just grow balls. And I'm like, I don't think John would like that. (laughs) So. (laughs) Let's go buy a pair and keep it in your purse. I know. Well, I have John's in my purse. He doesn't need them. Oh, Those are mine. But, I mean, just the reason I I always say that is because, like, I mean, and I'm not saying it's an easy thing for everyone. And I still bitch out sometimes. I'll be like, I need to ask. I'm like, but what if, and I, I, I still kind of, you know, get you know either starstruck or like oh fuck but more often than not I'm kind of like fuck it whatever and uh, because like it, it, I do it for little stuff go to little stuff and then build your way up like yeah. the I've gotten free dessert about three times for by asking literally because like what does a server say when they come at the end of the meal alright is there anything else I can grab for you and since you're a comic you kind of know your voice and uh-huh. I would always just joke with them and be like well you know a, a free dessert wouldn't hurt and they're sometimes they're like okay or sometimes like yeah I can't do that but you know appreciate the asking and then they either get a giggle or whatever I went to Smashburger and said uh, there was anything else and I go well if you want to throw your employee discount on there that'd be okay I got she was like <laughs> okay and she saved me a buck 18 you know like it wasn't a big deal, and especially at like a fast food place, it's like you're already gonna pay the money. So, yeah, if you get a discount, cool. But if you don't, it's not like you're gonna be like, okay, then never mind. Take off the fries. I can't afford this. Like, it, you can have it back. Yeah, it's not. It's just little stuff like that. And I, uh, my my best friend Josh, I um, I kind of ran that by him, and uh, he was like, yeah, 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 that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad you know model to live by. And then like. A couple days went by, and he just like called me out of the blue. He goes, "Fuck you!" I go, "Why?" He goes, "That your 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 stupid ass ask the question thing has been rattling around in my fucking brain for the last couple days." And he goes, "It's a great idea." Like, what's the what's the worst? I go, "I that's kind of how you know." And again, like I said, you know, not everybody has the. Uh, but that's also a good way to get used to being told no. Yeah, and especially like I, you know, I went and auditioned for something. 
and I, I kind of learned this from uh, uh, George Clooney. He did a the Inside the Actor Studio. Was uh-huh. it George Clooney? I think it was, yeah. And they were like, he was like, uh, you know, how are you with you know rejection? He's like, well, I mean, I never really did much with it or whatever, because I mean, it's like, if, like whatever. Okay, say Joy, you go and you go to an audition, and they go, no, we don't want you. Happened recently. Uh, perfect. Did you lose your house? No. Did you lose your job? No. So what the fuck does it matter? That's true. You know, it's just like, I mean, the big, the, the major parts of your life aren't going to change. I mean, yeah, all right, you feel bad for a day or whatever, day or two, and you're just like, God damn it, I wanted that. But the major things don't, you know, it's not like, uh, if you don't get this, we also repossess your car. Like, no, then I would understand, and you probably put more effort into it. That's actually not a bad idea for why <laughs> I should. <laughs> take my car. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, little stuff like that. I just And I don't always think about it that way but um see it's not even like my whole thing is I don't want to bother people like to me because I've been doing this for so long and because I've had so much fucking fun in this room Mm -hmm. I mean there's been times me and a patient have like just been crying because we're laughing so hard that's gotta be fun for the surrounding rooms right I know (laughs) What's going on? And they know. I mean, they're like, Laughter oh, it's therapy. just joy. That's funny. But I'm, I love doing that. And so I was like, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. This is a good way for me to meet comics. This mm-hmm. is a good way for me to just maybe pluck their brains or just hear their stories or just get to know them better. Mm-hmm. And I've had this podcast idea for two years. Mm-hmm. And I told someone about two years ago, and he's like, and finally... That's his microphone we're using. That's fine. He was like, here's my microphone. I'm going to be your first guest. This is what we're going to do. And he came in here, and we did it, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. That's part, oh, hell, that is the, okay, uh, you know Burt Kreischer. Uh-huh. Um, he said it on his podcast multiple times, and uh, I went back and listened to it just because I was interested. Um, he recorded the first episode of his podcast about six or seven times, and then... He was like, I don't, it's just not the way. And then uh, on Easter one day, uh, Tom Segura mm-hmm. uh, called him. He said, you got all your stuff? He goes, yeah. He goes, all right, me and Joey Diaz are coming over and we're recording your podcast. He's like, what? And he goes, you got the mics? And he goes, yeah. And then uh, Kreischer, Joey Diaz, Tom Segura, and then Kreischer's dad just sat down. He goes, hit record. He goes, all right. So then they just recorded the podcast. He goes, that's your first episode. Put it up. He goes, now what you have to do is don't stop. And that's just it's awesome. You know, it's the exact same thing that guy kind of forced you to do. It's good to have people like that that just kind of... That is so... That's truthfully almost how my first book got published. That's awesome. Because I wrote my book. Didn't... I mean, and it was... That was a very cathartic book. It's about a girl who was in an abusive relationship. It's basically me, but skinny and pretty. And I fall in love with a rock star. Not that John's not a rock star. But um, <laughs> I was on the elliptical... And this chick wrote me, and she's like, hey, do you want to read my book? And I'm like, okay. And she's like, don't you want to hear my spiel? And I'm like, you can give it to me, but I'm already reading it. And she's like, "Um, why are you being so nice? And I go, well, I wrote a book that's never going to see the light of day. And anybody who has the balls to fucking publish a book and they ask me to support them, I am going to support them. Plus, I'm also on elliptical, and I need something to keep my mind off of this awful pain that I'm putting myself through. That's fine. So then she has this thing where if you read her book, 
you take a picture of you holding it. So I'm holding it with my Kindle. Mm -hmm. And she puts it on her wall of fame on her website. And she's like, hey, Joy, go look at your picture. And I'm like, bitch, I know what my picture looks like. I filtered it. Like, I took my time on that fucking picture. So I go, and it's all, this is Joy Eileen. Keep an eye out for her. Her new book's coming out soon. She doesn't have a website. She doesn't have a Twitter, but start bothering her. And I got a lot of people like, when's your book coming out? What's your book about? Why don't you have a Twitter? Blah, 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 blah. And then it just snowballed from there. That's awesome. So that's, I don't know, that's kind of amazing that Burt Kreischer had that. That makes me feel good. Yeah. It's just like, because, especially when it comes to, like, podcasts and anything creative. I mean, what is it? There's, um, I can't remember the name of the band, but, like, they just put out stuff. And it's like, they're not, like, the greatest looking bunch of dudes but they have a following because they're just like it's what we like to do and we're putting it out and you know people like it they like it and if they don't they don't I mean as long as you can find your little niche of people Mm -hmm. in anything I mean I've got a podcast that I want to start by myself um that I want to do I just haven't done it yet and I keep saying it's you know this and that and blah 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 um and eventually I'm going to do it. Just i got to sit down and find the time. Uh, excuses, excuses. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's just like doing it. I mean, like that kind of like me and my random facts. I mean, I just kind of started doing it one day, and I just f- forced myself to, no, every day. You just want a day. If you can't do that, then, like, you're not, I mean, because it, it gives me, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say, I, like, not an excuse. What am I trying to say? It gives me a... Um, a reason to write at least a joke a day uh-huh. and, and also like uh, with most podcasts once you start releasing this if you have a lull um, if you have like a following and then you have like a lull everyone's gonna be like what the fuck where is it what, what what's going on everything okay you're fine like I, what, why is the podcast out like right it, like uh, who is it Kevin Smith does one uh, does a podcast um, and all they do is literally watch episodes of Frasier and talk and they just do commentary on Frasier that's all it is that's fantastic and I love Frasier, so I l- started getting into this podcast. And uh, they haven't put one out since April of last year. And they put them out for like five, six months straight, and then they just dropped off, came back randomly, did one, was gone for a month, did like two, and then there hasn't been one since. And I'm like, I need my podcast back. Right. So, I mean, just kind of constantly, not constantly, but at least consistently. And that's hard because my first book, when I published it, it ends, surprise, it's a cliffhanger. And it says part one on it, so fuck all of you that get mad at me and write really scathing, mean reviews on Amazon about it being a cliffhanger, even though it says part one. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But I didn't publish my second one until a year later, so I like fucking hung them off of this cliff for a year and people are like what the fuck joy and i'm like ah sorry but i'm so i i mean i hate saying it but i'm busy too and i have to do the thing that's going to make more money so it's always right right, right. it goes massage books comedy right now Mm -hmm. is the way the money's going right you should do like a book trilogy and just write all three of them but release them backwards oh shit (laughs) yeah Release the third one so everyone knows how it ends. <laughs> and then, like, or do, like, 3-1-2. And then be like, how did all this start? This is how it started. And then in the middle, be like, how did that lead to that? Like, this is how. That would be 
be a lot of work. Well, not really. I mean, literally just write three books. Write them in order. But just release them 312 or 321. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Because then at that point, like, it's not like you're trying to write it to be like to have people question how it led there. They're going to want to know. Like, if you start off, like... Episode, start off the third book and it says so after Michael died everyone's like okay what happened who's Michael exactly and then but like when they go back and read the second book they find out that Michael jumped in front of the bullet to save Sarah and you're like ah oh, that's so sweet or whatever you right know. no that's I get that that's a good <laughs> like Star Wars-ish good idea uh, yeah yeah that. I don't know oh. but see okay so my point a while ago that I forgot to make about Malcolm is, oh yeah, yeah sorry sorry no, no, no. Um, I worry about him because I see him rising so fast that, one, I want him to stay humble. Like, I want him to stay in his lane, basically. And you see all of these. Not all of them are like this, but you do see people who are vampire-ish. And they're just wanting, oh, I want to be your friend because they know he's going to be big. And he's 24, and he's just so young. <laughs> like, just... Be careful. Like, I kind of want to wrap him in bubble wrap and just be like, be safe. Have you talked to him? No, because I don't... It's To some degree, it's not your place. But on the out, as a, as a mother, I mean, you could easily say, listen, I'm not whatever, but, you know, I just I want you to, you know, I want you, I want you to succeed and I want you to do it the best way, but also look out for fucking leeches. Yeah, I mean. And I mean, I do, every time I see him, I give him a big hug and I'm like, you're doing okay, right? He's like, oh, everything's good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, not everything. You. And he looks at me like, this fucking chick's crazy. But I'm always, I worry about everyone. Okay, case in point, when Tony got married, Mm -hmm. I straight up stalked Charlotte's Instagram. (laughs) And it wasn't anything, but I wanted to make sure he was okay because it happened so quickly. I'm like, oh, my God, is she going to break his heart? Is she going to hurt? Like, I'm so neurotic in everybody else's happiness. <laughs> right. That's crazy. I know. I'm weird. That's good, though. But I yeah, just, It shows yeah. that you care. I do. And I just want everyone to be happy. Like, it's so dumb, but I do. But then, I mean, it comes off, too, where I'm like you know, do super dark humor where everybody's like, what the fuck? She just talked about a dead baby. Well, they're still funny, still funny. My dad right now, has, like, told me about this joke. Or not told me about it. Like, my dad's really weird with my comedy. Like, he'll always be like, I th- it might be funny if you do this. And it's not that he's, like, a terrible judge of comedy. He's pretty good. But on the flip side, I'll tell him something. He's like, eh, I don't like it. And then I'll do it live. And he's like, oh, that's great. And I'm like... You wishy-washy bitch, like, uh-huh. you, but he ran this idea by me, and I go, I don't know if I can do that, because I started off doing, like, one-liners, and they were just kind of dark, uh-huh. and then I realized that, like, people see me as, well, I was 21 when I started, so, you know, I was just, you know, clean-cut white kid, like, nothing edgy or whatever, and then I start doing these jokes, and people would, people told me that this, no, no, no people other comics told me that people would see me like this, not audience members. But someone was like, the audience sees you as like their son or their grandson, and they don't want to hear their grandson or their son saying these fucked up things. So not that it doesn't work, but it's you have to like really fight to make it work. Uh-huh. Whereas if I go up and I just talk about, oh, my parents met at a Burger King. It's still me, and I'm still making it funny, but it still fits within like 
kind of my character on stage and what I look like. Like, uh, I get that. See, so. I get that because I get up there and I'm like the out of shape mom. <laughs> And, you know, I'll say, like, dark shit, and they're like, wait, no, she looked sweet. <laughs> well, that's funny, though, because, like, I mean, not exactly, but kind of what um, Roseanne did. Kind of, yeah. So, I mean, she was just, like, you know, Midwestern, overweight, you know, you know housewife. And uh-huh. then she was like, yeah, well, fuck you, or whatever. Uh-huh. I was like, well, that's aggressive. For, but it was just such a contradiction that everyone just loved it. And, you know, now she has a return over. Yes, she does. sitcom, so. <laughs> All right. So how do you feel? Uh, relaxed. Good. And is there any, like, your social media, all that stuff? You want to plug that? Oh, yeah. Um, everything is a one Andrew Rose, the number one and the Andrew Rose. And that's on Twitter, Instagram. I don't really do a lot on Twitter. I need to up that up. But um, Instagram, as you know, I do random fact of the day. Once a day, usually around 8 o'clock uh, California time. Uh, and uh, May 11th, I'll hit a year of doing that. <laughs> Good for you. And uh, as soon as I uh, have my friends do the uh, uh, grammar check, I'm going to send my book to you to get formatted. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but no, yeah, so uh, one Andrew Rose, and then my YouTube is... YouTube.com forward slash A Rose Comedy or One Andrew Rose. I need more subscribers on that so I can actually change my URL. <laughs> and then uh, Facebook.com forward slash One Andrew Rose. So, yay, that's yay. me. Yay, all right. That is the end of this episode, whatever episode it's going to be when I release them. So, hope you guys are relaxed. <laughs> Have a good night. Stop that one.